Welcome to Crab Takes in Football. This is what this podcast does. I am TK, joined by Andrew Holly. And Holly, one more year, both of us are left off of the Ravens' final 53. Such a shame, but, you know, I think we'll live. How you doing? Uh, well, you know, I'm a little frustrated. I've yet to at least have the courtesy of the, the office conversation with Harbs. I think that's, that's the hardest part of this whole situation, is you'd at least expect coach to at least tell you you didn't make the team you know at least call me to your office and tell me man to man that you're not part of the ravens this year i i get it if i'm not if, if i'm not good enough i get it but at least at least look me in the eye and tell me so you know on the others on the other side of this if we never got a call that means we never got cut so oh that's a good do you think if i just yeah, show, spin well, zone I'm start just showing up to practice and see if they if, see if they let me stay yeah, uh, yeah, I might stick out a little bit, but um, I think it's worth a shot. Well, we'll see what happens. Tune in next week, folks, to see what happens when I when I may or may not be hosting the next episode of this podcast. And and actually, before we get too too far in, I need to give a shout out to my buddy Eddie, who lives in Tampa. I was visiting friends down in Florida the last week, and I went out to dinner with him. And not only did he talk about it. I saw evidence of our podcast in his phone. I I mean, I'll be honest with you, to to actually meet one of our crab takes and football listeners, especially one that isn't related to either of us, is <laughs> is really quite honestly amazing. Now, Eddie, if you're listening today, I don't know that this is the podcast you want to listen to to get fantasy tips on the Ravens, but I love that you you thought of us. If you want some purple glasses opinions, we are here for you and we love it. So I just wanted to give Eddie a quick shout out because I love the fact that 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 he listened to the podcast. That's fantastic. That's cool. Thank you, Eddie, for being a listener. Maybe we can get into some fantasy stuff a little bit more frequently. We've yeah, maybe we will. I'll be that. honest with yeah. you. This this gentleman, he is he's fantastic. We need to have him on the pod alone for his accent. He's from South Africa. And he went from choosing Donovan McNabb in the Vikings years, number one overall in the fantasy draft, to being a pretty big winner on DraftKings and everything else. So, I mean, maybe he's maybe he's a guy we'd want to have come in, uh, be, a, be our fantasy football expert occasionally. Yeah, be the sharp for us. Yeah, hey, exactly. Man. All right, Eddie, yeah. well, welcome on anytime. Um, but, yeah, let's let's um, we're here Tuesday evening. Uh, the Ravens have announced their initial – 53-man roster, so the 53 guys that could score some fantasy points. Um, some surprises, maybe not a ton. Um, some weird roster construction uh, that, that is on this initial 53 that we'll kind of get into. And um, I think there's still some work left to be done by uh, Mr. DaCosta and company. So let's just start on offense, maybe, go through our usual cadence here. And any surprises on this side of the ball for you, like either guys that made it or or guys that got cut? I think the big surprises are, well, I, I, I guess you could really go running back, tight end, and offensive line. But I think my biggest surprises really are at both tight end and offensive line. How about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to go running back. Um 
I guess we'll start here at running back. The Ravens' six-round draft pick, Tyler Beatty, somebody I was pretty high on uh, because of his um, production in college, both running and catching the ball, was cut. Um, I was not anticipating that. I think since Eric DaCosta has come into uh, the position of general manager, there has been a shift in willingness to cut draft picks. Um, I was surprised that this, that, that Tyler Beatty was one of those cuts. Um, I just thought he had a lot of potential. I don't think he seems like a guy that's going to get through waivers. And if he does, that'd be awesome. But, you know, we we might've already seen the last of him in a Ravens uniform. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's definitely not, I don't want to. I don't want to call it unsurprising because it 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 it, it wasn't. It, it was a little bit of a surprise for me, but also I think I'm I'm looking at it through the lens of some of the news earlier in the day that, you know, Kenyon Drake was had a visiting the Ravens and was probably probably going to be signing. So I knew something weird was going on with the running back room. So when Beatty was the one let go, I'm not totally shocked by that i guess i mean when you look at it despite my you know very smart prognostications um you know i guess they really like justice hill you know and and i you know the little bit i got to see i which you know full disclosure i only got to see really the first preseason game so i i did not get to see a lot of the second and third game so Justice Hill may have looked great. I mean, maybe he he really has outshone Tyler Beatty. I, I mean, in the end, I want to see how J.K. Dobbins is doing. I want to get Gus the Bus back. You know, so they're they're bigger fish to fry. I'm intrigued to see Kenyon Drake at this point. Um, so I, I think the the biggest intrigue, in my opinion, to me with the running back room is the fact that Mike Davis is the perceived starter should J.K. Dobbins not be able to go. And I I, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, he, he didn't look terrible by any stretch, but, but really, Mike Davis? Yeah, like brings back some shades of last year, for sure, where you have, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not your, your top choices running the football, but... You know, I, I did think that Davis looked pretty good. You know, he, he has some juice. And, of course, uh, it seems like Kenyon Drake will be brought in as soon as some of these um, day-after final cut-down moves happen, you know, including moving some guys to injured reserve and other lists like that. So, you know, maybe it's kind of like a split duty between uh, Davis and, and Drake and Hill between or before Dobbins and, and uh, Gus are ready to go, it seems like it might take Gus quite a bit longer being on the, uh, the pup list. Yeah. But, you know, that being said, I think, you know, Drake does bring a, an interesting speed option with some experience in a similar system. And, you know, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So definitely has some of the same skill set as Tyler Beatty. Um, just more just, just, yeah a little bit more experience yeah. uh, I'll be honest I don't know off the top of my head how Kenyon Drake is in 
pass protection. But I would think that being a third down back, that's likely important. Um, so I will look into that and I'll, I'll report back next week as we do our week one preview. But um, yeah, just just a minor surprise. Uh, kind of like just kind of stinks a player that I was pretty high on getting cut. But uh, that's 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 how it goes sometimes. Um, let's move to the other two positions that you mentioned, and let's start with offensive line. Kind of a surprise keeping 11 offensive linemen, uh, and those are Ronnie Stanley, which, you know, still don't really know what's going on there. He's been, you know, activated, you know, passed his physical, and then has all of a sudden missed the last two practices. So don't really know what's going on there. I think we can safely write off week one. Um, doesn't seem like that's really in the cards. Um, interestingly enough, we can probably guess that due to Ben Powers sitting the third preseason game, he might be in line to start at left guard. Um, Tyler Linderbaum got his first preseason action against the commanders and looked pretty good. Um, from what I gather from the Brian Baldinger videos, which we were both just talking about how cool those are, but you know, he looks really fast. He looks, he looks like, uh, the guy that we thought we were drafting. Uh, Kevin Zeitler, Morgan Moses, Juwan James, Tyree Phillips, Pat McCary, uh, Ben Cleveland, Daniel Falele, and the surprise is Tristan Colon. And that may be because of what's going on with Pat McCary, which is uh, playing a little bit of swing tackle in case Ronnie Stanley can't go. So the the versatility of McCary kind of keeps him out of that backup center position because they need him everywhere else. So I guess you do need a backup center. And, yeah. and that just happens to be Cologne. Well, it is, it is interesting. I mean, it, it, it's unfortunate because you think like, Oh my God, look how deep we are at, at tackle right now. But that's true. As soon as one guy gets hurt, you got to worry about, well, who's backing up that other guy. So, you know, with, with Stanley, not quite necessarily ready for week one, you've still got to worry about who might be backing up Juwan James at left tackle. There's also talk right now that maybe Daniel Falele might be put on, on IR at some point. He's, he's a little dinged up. Um, so we'll see what happens there. You know, I, I think you also can't discount a trade at some point, whether it's Phillips or Cleveland, maybe even Ben Powers. Um, you know, I think we've got that trifecta there that it seems like we're maybe one too heavy. Um, at, at that spot, especially when you consider we've got both McCary and Cologne. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the offensive line, how it, how it really breaks down uh, in the next few days. Yeah, uh, it's I, I did read like, oh, maybe they have a trade going. And, and that's an interesting thought because, you know, both. I think that. The Bucks and uh, one of the other teams that I read about recently, just a ton of injuries up front. They may be interested the in Bucks some... is, is an interesting thought. They they yeah. have had a lot of offensive line injuries. You consider, you know, it, it's likely Brady's last year, all of the above, you know, they're going to need to protect him. That's a great thought. Yeah, it's, it's certainly possible. And. <laughs> Yeah, you never know. It could even be Powers. Maybe they kept him healthy to to make sure they could trade him. Yeah, um, but yeah, you never know. So the the last spot on the offense where where I had a little bit of a surprise was Josh Oliver making the roster. 
which makes, you know, if you include Pat Ricard and Charlie Kolar, uh, that seven, makes zero sense. Six, that six makes, tight ends. Honestly, zero sense to me. I that's that's my biggest. Where I go, what? Um, now look, I, I I mean maybe, you know, some of the some of the guys we've cut that are vested veterans that we can sign back, like a means or, um, Brent Urban or you know whoever that might be, um. You know, so be it. Maybe, maybe he was a guy that hey, if we're not, if we don't have to cut him, we won't. You know, it's probably similar to Cologne in some respects. If you don't need to cut him, you know, you don't. Um, but I just don't see at this point where he fits. I he seems to me like someone that maybe we would trade. I don't know who would trade for him. Um, but we did. Well, we did a couple of years ago. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's not like he's done anything more with us to me that would garner anything more than a seventh round pick. Not that that's not something we wouldn't want. Um, I don't know. It's it's just odd to me. I mean, I guess he's he's certainly one of the first guys on the chopping block, if not the first. Should anyone become available that that would make sense to sign? Yeah, uh, I, I was a bit surprised, and I, I know I was I was really high on Oliver last year um, as a as a little reclamation project, and I still do think he has some ability. He just never really got super involved, and you know, if you're keeping him for his blocking, I think you know there's maybe you could do a little better. Now um, let me ask you this: This is a wild theory, so. You know, I I obviously am not anywhere connected with the team. So this is just me, you know, throwing shit at the wall, basically. But look at this roster. So we've got five tight ends, right? And then Ricard. So that's six guys. Once Kolar is healthy, mind you, you've got, like, are we going to really run three tight ends? Because that gives us the blocker. And then two receivers at tight end. Are we just going to run with this, you know, whether it be a fullback or or a blocking tight end and two tight ends? That that intrigues me. It's certainly possible. And and Greg Roman still got that vault. So who knows? Who knows what's still in there? But yeah, it's certainly possible. That, you know, having Mike Davis be the lead back there doesn't really thrill me, but, you know, it, well, it, having Likely and, and Andrews get, get some crazy looks is fantastic, though. Yeah, I, it's going to be weird. I can't pretend to know what exactly is happening here. I know how important tight ends are to this offense. Um, I don't really see the unique value that that Oliver brings other than like depth like you know it were likely an Andrews to get hurt at least Oliver poses some intermediate to downfield threat um with his athleticism and some is some is being very uh yeah it's being kind Let's it's not a, it's not in the same stratosphere, but I yeah. think he 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 offers a little bit more than Boyle and Ricard uh, 
at I that don't know. Tight end spot. I'll be honest with you. I don't know about that. I think I would rather I would rather have Patrick Ricard as my starting tight end than than Oliver. Is that a yeah? Strong I mean, he's, yeah, he's not going to split out. Like he's not going to line up in the slot and like beat somebody off the line of scrimmage. No, though. but but. You know, that said, he can do enough as your extra offensive lineman and and catch some passes. I think uh, rather than have Oliver, like, be a just okay blocker and just kind of a blah receiver, like, I think Ricard would actually give you some production. As as a blocker, for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, random tangent conversation. Yeah, the, uh, yeah I, I am a little, a little confused, you know, just based on team needs i guess <laughs> and and other people that were cut um i am a little surprised by by this retention but uh it is what it is i don't know <laughs> so i mean what we're talking i gotta roll with it for for those that that might be listening to this podcast for some fantasy insights i mean let's be real here who are the guys i mean obviously lamar but you know, I mean, out of the running back room, I guess you would want J.K. Dobbins, but that's always going to be a three to four headed monster, right? Is there any running back where you would say, "Oh gosh, I have to have him"? Of the group, it's Dobbins. Um, Edwards is a ways away, and who knows how long that ramp up process is going to be, or, or if he's even going to be the same guy that he was. Yeah. Um, I, I, it, of the group, it's got to be Dobbins. Uh, yeah. Of course, Lamar. Uh, of course, Andrews, I think, yeah. likely is I mean, going to be an awesome yeah. bench exactly. stash. Exactly. Andrews likely mm-hmm. are definitely – they are the stars, I think, mm-hmm. of uh, outside of uh, outside of Lamar. You know, those two guys are the stars. I mean, Bateman for sure. What do you yeah. think of Bernie and Prochet? And Robinson, I guess we got to throw him in at this point. Yeah, I think we got to throw in Robinson. I mean, he, he like he's playing against the the Commanders, definitely not first string, but he did look awesome. Um, I think he brings something kind of different. You know, he's got this. He's definitely got the speed. He, I like that he came from KC. Yeah, he he's got some nuance in the routes. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if sooner rather than later he's he's wide receiver too. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as much as I like Prochet, you know, having a little bit well, bigger I think body, a little a bit of speed on the outside. Exactly. Yeah. I think he's a slot. I think Duvernay's a slot. I think in the end, if we're if we're just talking wide receivers, you know, and in, in reality, I think with the way our offensive is constructed, we're going to have either Likely or Andrews on the outside at certain points, you know, as the big receiver, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And and when he gets healthy, Kolar as well, you know, because he's super tall. So I think that's where we're going to be a little bit of a different offense, I think, a little bit. But, but I agree with you. While when we have the wide receiver centric looks, Wallace has to be on the, or excuse me, not Wallace, Robinson has to be on the outside. Um, and I look at Duvernay and Prochet as more as a, of those inside guys where, you know, Bateman's obviously that that outside guy as well. Yeah. Yeah. And the nice thing is you, you also have Likely and Andrews who can play in that slot as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those guys are nightmares, whoever, whoever you nightmares. stick on them. Yeah. So 
you know, uh, it, it's we've been saying the whole time it's going to be a group effort from the pass catchers. It's not going to be a wide receiver and a tight end thing. It's 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 going to be a group effort because a lot of guys are going to line up in different places. So yeah. um, it's an interesting group. This offense is is uh, very very interesting construction. Um, ton of tight ends, ton of ton of beef. Um, yeah, <laughs> up front. Uh, kind of just doubled down on, on what the Ravens do well. But, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun group. I, you know, don't really know what's going on with Lamar's contract, of course. And, you know, he's liking images of him in a, in a Dolphins Ugh. jersey. I do think he's going to go off this year. I, I just have a good feeling. that I do, you know, too. I, you know, this whole thing is weird. I mean, I will say for Lamar's sake, I really wish he did have an agent. But, you know, I I, I would just feel more comfortable for him. Just I just get nervous at this point because he's being kind of dumb, it seems like. But but whatever. To each his own, man. I hope he I hope he kills it. I hope he gets whatever money he gets from where whoever it is. Hopefully it is us. Yeah, for sure. So let's see. Those three surprises. Anything else you wanted to mention or do we flip um, over as the far defense? as yeah, I think we can flip over the defense. But while we transition over the defense, I think let's just Quick notes on on special teams. I think Stout is going to be fantastic. Yep. Um, kicking field goals and stuff. I mean, uh-huh. tell you what, that's pretty awesome. And and without naming names, we'll just say there there were other options that we may or may not have um, thought were better at one point or another that the Ravens could have gone with. And I'm just so glad that we took Jordan Stout. Yeah, I, I'd like to think that the Ravens did their research, and uh seems like they did. Yep. Once again, once again, scouts might know something a little bit more than people doing research on the internet. Yeah, it's it's weird how resources weird. like that uh, make a difference. Weird. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we haven't like. There's a lot of players on this offense. Just, just one last thing that we haven't yeah. seen uh, play. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, we haven't really seen uh, Bateman this year. We haven't seen yeah. Andrews this year. We haven't seen Morgan Moses this year. New guy on on right on the right side. And we're Mark. just assuming, right? We're yeah. just assuming that this is going to be a better situation. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, we haven't seen it yet. And week one against a pretty good defensive line, I, I will say, in the Jets and, and a team that knows Morgan Moses very well, uh, his former employer. You know, it, it's, you know, a lot of, lot of, you know, we, a lot of things we haven't really seen yet. So, yeah. you know, we haven't well, seen Lunderbaum and, and Lamar that much. We yeah. Yeah. You know, so. you know, the reality of, of, I think, the NFL these days is that the first, few weeks of the season are training camp for guys you know yeah or or preseason is probably the better way of saying it because they haven't had those the live action you know because they're you know they're either hurt and didn't play or got sad or whatever and they also don't only do the three games now Mm -hmm. so you know and i'm not saying i I, I like think they should play more preseason games or anything like that. But, you know, it's just the reality, unfortunately. Guys just aren't – if they're good and if there's someone like a Lamar or, you know, Andrews or whoever, they're probably going to be going in kind of cold to game one. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, and it just comes down to your practice preparation. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, how this group kind of kind of fits together, especially you know some of these new guys in a new system and, and things like that. So, uh, it's something to keep an eye on, especially early on. You know, the Ravens always start very hot, um, but there's also been quite a bit of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Players coming back. Uh, or, or like the same players coming back. Stability. I don't know. Familiarity. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. <clears throat> but you know, new guys. We'll see. Uh, let's flip over to the defense. A, a, a few more. You know, I, I sent you my prediction. Uh, what was it? Monday night of the final fifty-three, and I can't. I'm missing one player that I got wrong, and I can't quite tell who it is. But oh, it's Stephen Means. So let's see. I had one person who I predicted Beatty was going to make the roster, and he did not. And then I had Cologne, Oliver, and Hill getting cut, and they did not. On the defense, uh, a few more surprises. Um, recent draft picks getting cut. Um, Dalen Hayes injured, waived. Uh, which yeah. means that if he that passes, that's yeah, that sucks. I have because... a lot of hope for Dalen Hayes. He got a lot of hype that first, those first couple practices, man. I don't know who it was. If it was Mike Preston, or, <clears throat> excuse me, or somebody out there who, but I just, oh, that's just, he's been a disappointment. Yeah, it sucks. And so, and, and even if he goes through waivers now and gets back to the Ravens, either he goes on season ending IR or he gets an injury settlement and he's not with the organization anymore. So kind of stinks, you know, definitely really flashed in the preseason last year and just hasn't been able to get healthy and stay healthy, um, which is a shame, which yeah. is additionally a shame for a very sparse outside linebacker group. Right now, as it stands on, on this Tuesday 53-man roster, the Ravens have Odafe Owe, Justin Houston, who we know are going to be the starters. And the only other outside linebacker on the roster is David Ajabo. And he has a uh, Achilles. So definitely some moves are going to have to be made to, uh, to boost this position, at least with some depth, because those two aren't going to be playing every down. Um, possibility for Steven Means to come back. You know, he's somebody that... that flashed quite a bit this preseason and you know maybe one of those like handshake deal kind of guys i would love to have him back um and get him a better number than 60 um but yeah but very very weird to only keep three and and one guy that you know you're not even going to be able to play in week one yeah there there's something going on there for sure i you know i you look at the inside linebacker position and kind of raise your head a little bit or raise your eyebrow a little bit. You know, Harrison's interesting. I mean, we've been talking about it between the two of us. I think I think Malik Harrison might be seeing some some time at outside linebacker. I think that's going to be some of the quote-unquote solution possibly early in the season, depending on who we see on the open market. You know, I also – Kristen Welch making the team – along with Ross is a very strange situation for me. I, I didn't think both of them would make the team. 
Yeah, me neither. I so in this in my prediction, I had Welsh getting cut and Ross making the team, and and Ross really flashed in every game in the preseason and really got a lot of momentum at the at the end of camp, particularly uh, because of those games. And you know, I just had a feeling that the Michigan connection plus the Mike McDonald connection, you know, he was going to make it. You know, he, he has some instincts that he can't really teach, uh, which is nice. So he kind of adds to the undrafted free agent linebacker uh, legacy that the Ravens have. But yeah, I mean, to keep Christian Welch as well, and all of a sudden you have five inside linebackers, one of the positions that we thought didn't have a ton of depth, plus uh, three startable safeties in Marcus Williams, Chuck Clark, and Kyle Hamilton. Um, you know, it gets a little clogged in who gets some of those snaps and, and you know, just just kind of strange that you would choose to keep five linebackers when you know you have those safeties behind you. And, and, and maybe it's just a really high value on special teams with with Christian Welch. Are you at all surprised that we only kept the four safeties? Yeah, I was. Um and that's actually one of the changes that I had. I, I had, um, I, I assumed kind of like a handshake deal kind of thing with Tony Jefferson, but you know, I was kind of looking looking ahead to like a week one roster rather than a today roster. Sure. So I had I had uh, the three safeties that I mentioned: Geno Stone and Tony Jefferson on the roster, and not Christian Welch. So I thought that would be a little reversed with four linebackers and five safeties rather than than vice versa. And it does not look like Tony Jefferson will be back on one of those handshake deals, it looks like at this point. Yeah, it seemed, the tweets at least seem to, to say otherwise. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Um, maybe that's just some strange uh, subterfuge for some reason I, that no one would understand. But, uh, you know, I, it certainly doesn't seem like he would be back. You know, I I know that Welch is a fantastic special teams player. So let's look at this roster real quick. I mean, do, before we before we do that, do we want to talk about the corners? Sure. I, I don't think there was any major surprises there. Yeah, I don't think any major surprises either. I mean... Um, I actually really like the corners. Humphrey Peters, Fuller, Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, and Stevens. I think that's a that that could be a really pretty solid group. Uh, when it yeah, comes. it's a really nice mix of like veteran experience and really young players. And and Stevens got a ton of time last year. And even though it's his second year, like yeah, people of, are sleeping on Brandon out. Stevens. I, I yeah, think he's gonna. It's my guy. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Your guy, I think, is going to show up. Armor Davis, I think, is going to be a pretty good player. Pepe Williams, to, I think. If, if Armor Davis can stay healthy, I think yeah, he's going to be an absolute steal. Um, and, and Pepe Williams, man, I, I'll tell you what. I think he's going to be a, a playmaker for us. Maybe even on special teams quite a bit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, with that said, I mean, so let's talk about the guys that are obviously special teams guys. And, and count those guys up. And and see, okay, because we may decide, hey, Kristen Welch actually kind of has to be there for special teams purposes. So we've got Kristen Welch, obviously, is special teams, right? Ross, I guess, would need to be considered a special teams player for the most. Yeah, Harrison. 
Um, Stone. Yeah. Harrison. Stone. So that's what? Four? Am I Wallace. Right? Yeah, Tylen Wallace. Justice Hill. That's a good call. Justice Justice Hill. Uh, Mike Davis has to be a special teams player. If he's not, I don't know what. Yeah. I mean, unless he starts. Yeah, I mean, to. in a perfect world, if Dobbins is healthy, I think he should be a special teams player. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have you gotta have Oliver out there. Of course, one guy each special teams down is gonna be Nick Moore, except for kickoffs. We don't have uh, those big receivers anymore. That are running downfield making tackles. Yeah, oh, always. always not okay, playing. but you know, it, it's not like we've got those random terrible receivers that they say, "Oh, well, at least he's good on special teams." You know? Yeah, probably Stevens, probably Williams, and probably Armor Davis. Yeah, I mean some so, some I mean, mix it, of it that. Hamil- Hamilton that was playing some special teams um, in in preseason too, so. So I mean, I know Oliver and Welch are both good special teams players. Are they are they that good that they're going to stay on the roster? And Welch might be. Yeah, it's interesting because the guy you lose in the off season is Chris Board, and he was kind of that long time special teamer, middle linebacker um, guy. And I wonder if Welch is kind of sliding into that role because. I believe oftentimes, was it Board who was, you know how they always have the up man um, in front of the punter? Was that Board last year? I'm trying to think who that was last year. Because I know before that it was Anthony Levine. Yeah, it was always uh, Levine. That's who I'm thinking of for the most part. I can't quite remember who that was. So, you know, maybe it's like was a one for one. Stone? It's possible. I I I wouldn't be able. Man, to that's that. a good no question. Clue. I've got to I've got to think about that. I'm not sure who that was last year. Yeah, I might just have to watch some like yeah, punt highlights. Yeah, from Sam Cook last year. I don't know. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, that, that, I mean, and and by the end of the year, who knows? Yeah, who was even on the roster for that? Who No. But you know, it, it, it it's just it, it's just a little. Interesting. Uh, I think at least defensively, it was more likely for Jefferson to get snaps than Welch. And I think Jefferson had special teams experience as well. And, you know, maybe they just, oh, the word I was looking for was continuity. Ah, Maybe, maybe, right. Maybe, yeah, maybe they just wanted some special teams continuity with Welch there uh, to kind of lead that group. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it just kind of a surprise. Um, the other cuts that, that I got wrong on the defensive side were Brent Urban, and I think I had him on the list as like a hand, another handshake deal kind of guy to be on the roster for week one. So we'll see what happens there. You know, he would definitely help the edge situation a little bit. I had Isaiah Mack making the roster, and I know we have a ton of really good defensive linemen, but with Travis Jones potentially out, uh, for a couple of weeks here, I thought having Mac w- was interesting because he did provide some push up front. And the other guy that I had um, incorrectly making the team was Stephen Means, and uh, I-, I hope they find a way to get him back because yeah, I liked him. some other some other team might give him a shot for sure. Yeah, I mean, he was good. 
And it's not like he's some spring chicken. He's been in the league for five or six years, but right. he, you know, he, he seemed like a, a great rotational piece that they could do some damage in our defense. So, I mean, you always need those guys, those Kelly mm-hmm. Hicks or, or whoever. And sometimes they develop, you know, Jared Johnson, you know, or whoever it might be that, you know, was the backup guy that suddenly, Hey, he's actually decent. Let's give him a deal. You know I mean? Not saying that that's, that's what he's going to be, but I mean, he was, he's a nice rotational piece. And hopefully, like you said, Stephen means will be back. Maybe Brent urban will be back on the same kind of a deal. You know, it's going to be interesting right. to see who, who on this roster ends up going on IR. There might be some, some surprises just like Falele. Um, you know, we could have some trades. I mean, who, who knows? I mean, shoot, what if we have an impasse with Lamar and trade him for 12 draft picks and half a franchise and, you know, Huntley's our starter? No, that's not going to happen. But, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot that could seriously happen in the next couple of days and and week prior to week one. So this will be can continue to be an ever-evolving roster, especially with the current construction. Yeah, I think it has to be. Um because you can't go into week one with two outside linebackers plus Harrison. Like, I don't, that just doesn't yeah. work. Uh, so, yeah, so there has to be some evolution here, some kind of massaging. Because we know, you know, David Ajabo and Charlie Cole are made this roster because they kind of had to. And they are prime candidates to go on IR. So that opens up two spots. If you stick Philele on IR, that opens up a third spot. And you know, as we learned last year, there's no short-term and long-term IR anymore, right? So, you know, he just can't practice, which for his situation kind of sucks because it seemed like he was getting a lot better as the as the preseason went on. And then, like you said, who knows who else? I mean, there are not really many other obvious choices, but all of a sudden, if you don't do those three, you have three spots open up. And if that means if that means bringing back means and urban, then that's still one spot that maybe you add another pass rusher or, or an outside linebacker to, to at least have some depth there. And there are some guys out there that are that are worth a look. Um, the, the Cardinals moved on from Devon, uh, Devin Kennard, who was supposed to start for them and then they just drafted two outside linebackers and cut him. Um, so, you know, definitely a starting caliber player. Um, of course, Jason, uh, yeah, Jason Pierre Paul is out there. If, if he's of any interest, you know, he's coming off some injuries. Yeah. He's coming off some injuries. And, and I gotta say if he visited and no move was made and, and no news came out or whatever, I got to assume that it didn't go very well. Um, well, that's true. Yeah. Or, so. you know, or it was an agreement. Let's talk about this after training camp because he didn't want to. He didn't want to go to training. Well, camp. yeah, that's true. That's true, too. Like a, a little Tom Brady move. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of shit going on. So, um, yeah, I mean, o- overall, this is a really competitive roster. There is a really interesting mix of like key young guys. Yeah. And some veterans that were brought in that makes it, uh, you know, I, I know we got some some negative feedback for having uh, too much Orioles talk last time, <laughs> but it's kind of like kind of like extending the window, you know. It's yeah. it's you know some young guys who can develop a little bit, and some veterans that are you know very solid, but you know may not be a, a part of the super long term future. So. Um, and and 
it, it's a really, I think it's a competitive roster. Anytime you have Lamar Jackson, you're going to compete. Um, I think it's, it's as it stands right now is a little bit more resilient to injury than, uh, than last year's roster, especially up front. But, um, you know, that's why the depth is so important at all times, you know, cause you never know when that's going to come. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a, I, I would think that this current team is a contender for sure. Oh, I think so. Sure. Uh, that, yeah. Whether we're a contender or not, in my mind, isn't, isn't a question. Um, certainly there are some, some, still some questions that need to be answered, but that's not one of them in my mind. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's some electric talent where we need there to be electric talent. I know people are going to point at wide receiver. I think Robinson, not that he's a savior by any stretch, but he def- he was a nice, nice ad. It, it definitely gives us some additional. He's a threat. Yeah, he's a threat. There's more depth. You know, we don't have to rely on Prochet and DuVernay to do what we think they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So that's very nice. Um you know, not having having that, you know, undrafted free agent as our last wide, wide receiver is probably better for the roster. Um, you know, I, I really love, obviously, Andrews and likely Kolar is going to be an interesting ad. What we do with the tight ends is going to be fascinating this year because likely in Andrews, it, that's just going to be electric. You know, the offensive line has depth apparently right now you know we hope stanley will be healthy by maybe week week two or week three but you know even if Jawan james is our left tackle i feel pretty good about the rest of the line um not that we're, we're we'll have the best line in the league or something like that but you know or that Jawan james will be the all pro left tackle but i feel like we'll be able to compete um you know, the defense obviously has some work, but, you know, as far as the outside linebacker position, but outside of that, I, I I mean, this defense could be really cool, especially when Travis Jones gets healthy, man. I mean, that, yep. it, it, it could be a pretty, pretty impactful defense. So we'll just have to see how things play out. I mean, I, I like that at least right now we're way ahead of the game with respect to injuries from where we started last year. I mean, last year I felt like we suddenly, we suddenly went into that first game with those kicking the balls from, you know, JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters, boom, boom, boom. And that, I mean, that like killed us from the jump. So, and then Stanley not really quite being there and everything else. I mean, that, it, it was never going to work. And this season, way different. You still you still start eight and three. You know, I mean, that's the... Yeah, but that was, you know, as well as I do, that was smoke and mirrors last year. Yeah, but that's, that's a little bit of that Lamar Jackson magic. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, he, that, he's the one that makes it go. Well, that's true. But I guess mm-hmm. my point is, think about how much better we'll be. And the knowing we'll be able to sustain it with players yeah, that aren't right. that's, aren't cobbled together, you know. Right. And and that's kind of what I'm what I was getting at with the resiliency. Like if I mean if the same thing happens this year, then like, you know, obviously you can't 
compete again. Like it's, it'll be the same, yeah. but like, you know, with one, two, three injuries is not going to dismantle this roster. You know, it's, 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 it's built with more depth. It's built with more versatility. And, uh, you know, I, I know that Eric DaCosta doesn't always get the most love on social media, but this is, this is a really competitive roster. I, I've said that before, but really competitive. I think it, this roster right now, like would uh, like a Super Bowl run would not surprise me with the guys that they have here. And, uh, I think not every fan base in the league gets that, uh, year in and year out. And, um, it's it's pretty cool that each time we we go go into week one, it's it's a real it's a real chance that the that the Ravens can go all the way. We are. I mean, that's been we've been very spoiled as a franchise. People in Baltimore like to complain. There's a radio station that I think is kind of built upon basically just people complaining all day. Yeah. Uh, but but this, I think, what was it over the last since 2000 to 2000 or something what what did i send you the other day you did like send since, me something yeah since 2000 the most playoff wins in the nfl it was obviously the playoff or the patriots by a mile but the second team by quite a bit over everybody else was the baltimore ravens and you know there's something to be said for that Let, let's find that real quick because now i'm uh yeah, here we go. Playoff win since 2000. 30 by the Patriots, and in second is 16 by the Ravens, and everybody else behind them. Yep, everybody else behind them. So, I that that feels pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, and as, much, the, as, we, as, one as team, much as we may complain. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, there's one team that's not even on this graphic, and it's the Detroit Lions. Uh they have no playoff wins since 1992. So, God bless my friends in Detroit. Folks, could we could be worse? That's why people in Michigan follow Michigan and Michigan State. <laughs> yep, they're 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 pretty likable on Hard Knocks, though. I'll give them that. I'll tell you what the the whole bit with Hutchinson was amazing. Yeah, I have watched cool. a lot of, of a lot of Hard Knocks, but. That was awesome. It that makes cool. me want to yeah. be a Lions fan, and I love Hutchinson. I mean, I think that was very cool. So hopefully, hopefully they do well this year. I I I do kind of root for teams to turn it around. Hopefully they finally do turn it around. Yeah, for sure. So as for us, uh, we have what less than two weeks until Week One, uh, as the Ravens visit the Jets and Joe Flacco. We got a ton of storylines coming into that game. the The roster is going to solidify even more as we approach that date. Um, we will be back on the airwaves for our week one preview. Um, I live about twenty minutes away from MetLife Stadium, so I will be going. Our good friend and inside the bank correspondent Mike Long, his fiance, and our buddy Russ will also be in the house with me along with my wife. Uh, so we'll, we'll have some uh, some firsthand 
uh, experiences. I, I, seriously, and, I can't wait for the looking live here yeah. at the stadium. I mean, and we better get some good, good, uh, good, good B-roll. I think so. I, I'll, I'll get some. I'll get some good all twenty-two film. Uh, you oh know. yeah, we need some. We need some tape for the archives, man. Absolutely, we can do our our breakdown on, on Linderbaum. Oh, fantastic! Uh, oh yeah, we can we can do some Baldi's uh, breakdowns. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. The football regular season is finally upon us. We're so close. We'll have that episode for you, and uh, we'll get going on our usual cadence of episodes. So, Holly, with that, do you want to sign us off? Well, I'll keep it simple this week because I'm sure next week we'll have lots of fun with talking about whether Joe Flacco is elite or not as we face the Jets. So, anyhow, we'll just say keep your eyes and ears open for Ravens news because this roster is not going to stay the same, and we'll cover it all next week on the pod. Say it with me. Let's go Ravens. Ravens.